Some things change, some stay the same. We'll break down what those things were tonight with Jarrett Stidham as quarterback for your Denver Broncos as he gets his first career win, 16-9 over the L.A. Chargers. Welcome in. It is a winner's lounge here on New Year's Eve. I'm Alexis Perry alongside the Super Bowl 50 champion. Speaking of winning, Super Bowl 50 champion Todd Davis with us. The Broncos, unfortunately, while we're excited that there's a win, it is heartbreaking to be able to report that they are now officially eliminated from playoff contention. Yep. Um, but good news, they have their best record since you were last on the team, 2016, Gary Kubiak's final season. Um, is there a positive that could be taken away from this season, given the fact that they finished 500? Well, I, with one game left to play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that winning a Super Bowl is every team's dream, mm-hmm. but it comes um, with some steps. Yep. Uh, you got to go from being pretty bad team to an okay team to a 500 team. Then you make the playoffs and then you start talking about Super Bowl. So this is just a step in the right direction. Um, I don't think any other coach had done it uh, for a little time. So credit to Sean, credit to the guys going in there and fighting hard to turn it around for one and five. But, uh, you know, Sean talked a lot about, you know, being the Detroit Lions of la- of this year. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they're kind of right on track to finish nine and eight um, and then, you know, hit the, Hit the offseason running. You mentioned nine and eight. We'll get to that here in just a second <laughs> on if we think next week will be another dub here for this Broncos team. Um, but first off, let's start with this first game of the Jarrett Stidham era. We don't know how long this era is going to be. It could yeah. just be a two-gamer here for him. But did he meet, exceed, fall short of your expectations heading into this one? Um, he fell short a little bit for me. Okay. Um, I expected him to hit a couple more passes. Um, they ran a lot of slot slants, like we talked about in the pregame yep. show, a lot of a lot of uh, Sean Payton concepts. Uh, but he just didn't connect um, the way that he needed to. Um, and so he he underperformed for me. Um, I thought he was going to have a much better game. Hope that he's able to bounce back and have a better game next week. It's funny looking at the stats, man. We're going to get into uh, We'll that. get into it, but they're very eerily similar to what Russ did against the Chargers earlier. Well, let's just talk about it. So let's Jarrett it. Stidham today was 20 of 32, 224 yep. yards, one touchdown, two sacks, 93.8 passer rating and he got the dub for Russell Wilson the last time they played the Chargers he was 21 of 33 for 224 <laughs> yards weird like Jarrett didn't couldn't get just one extra yard please uh he had two touchdowns one interception I think it ended up being a 91 passer rating um I guess the biggest takeaway from that is when you have a quarter of a billion dollar mm-hmm. quarterback, yep. there should be a drop off. Should be a huge when the drop-off. backup comes in. What does this stat line from Jarrett Stidham say about Russell Wilson? Um, it kind of says that he wasn't playing at the level that everybody, you know, thought he was based on his stats. 
there's there's tons of comments right now talking about Jared Siddham was trash. His numbers are literally the same. The same. Bar for bar, word for word. He stole Russell Wilson's whole flow. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I don't think you can call him trash. If you love Russell Wilson, love what he was doing, it's very similar to what Jared Stidham did tonight. Um, so I understand, you know, wanting to make a change and trying to create a spark. Well, and I guess I have a question for the fans who are in the comments section hanging out with us tonight on this New Year's Eve. Thanks so much for being with us. I guess, what were you expecting? Were you expecting to see a few more touchdowns from Jarrett tonight? Were you expecting to see a couple more hundred yards like he did last year in his first start with the Raiders against the 49ers? Like, I guess, what was the expectation and, and how are you upset when the Broncos, just like Russ, mm -hmm. got a win? Maybe it wasn't as pretty as you wanted it to be. The stat line wasn't as you know flashy as you wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, if the Broncos' goal is to win games, mm -hmm. they did that today. I was you know kind of taking the mindset of like, okay, let me sit back and kind of evaluate this guy, how I feel like the organization is. So okay. you know, like win, lose, or draw tonight. You know, does he have promise to be anything for us in the future? Mm -hmm. um, and there was just you know a handful of throws that I felt like were behind receivers um, or just weren't on point that I felt like, you know, a starting quarterback or a uh, really good quarterback should be able to make. Um, and I just didn't think it was there tonight. He did impress me with the way he was able to scramble a little bit. I didn't know that he could kind of get out the yeah. pocket and uh, make some things happen. He was able to get a first down using his legs. So definitely um, wasn't a terrible first outing, just wasn't as impressive as I thought it would be. Yeah, I think overall we kind of forgot to mention just Jarrett Siddham's baseline athleticness uh -huh. um, heading into this one. And it was nice to see him almost remind us of how athletic he really is. Um, I want to mention Jerry Judy because I know heading into this game, a lot of people were saying that this was going to be like the Jerry Judy breakout mm -hmm. game. Three for six, 54 yards, average 18 per catch. His long was 41. Um, a few of those, I guess, drops you can't really consider them drops. I uh -huh. felt like they were bad balls. I think so, too. I think that wasn't all on Jerry. Um, I don't know, man. I keep waiting for him to, like, you know, really, you know, have a great game and really, you know, take his game to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like either one thing or another. It feels like, you know, he's having an off night, the quarterback is on, and then when the quarterback is, you know, off, then he's ready to rock and roll. So hopefully everything is figured out. But he did play well tonight overall. Yeah. I think he played well. Yeah, there were some guys that – I think benefited from a change at quarterback. And uh -huh. we'll get to that here in a little while when we get to the bet three, six, five top five. But um, as far as the spark that Sean Payton was hoping to have for his offense by starting Jarrett Stidham, <coughs> do you feel like we saw a spark of any kind? Uh, I thought Javante looked better than he did in previous weeks. I thought the O-line blocking as a whole in the run game looked okay. better. Um, I really didn't feel like Stidham was under a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, defense has been playing great. They've been playing great kind of um, second half of the year. But right. they just continued that trend. This is probably a stupid question. So hang tight. How can a change at quarterback help a running back look better? Like, why does Javante Williams look better tonight versus, say, last week against the Patriots? Um, it may be a couple things. It may be like... Um, the edge that he knows he has to play with because he has to bring more to the table mm -hmm. um, to help account for that quarterback. Um, it can it could be a shift in that the way that the quarterback and the running back exchange, um, like how he's getting the ball to start, um, you know, his running game, um, and it could just be his comfort comfortability um, in the in the huddle, you know, taking the call from Russ, 
Um, could have nothing to do with Jared, but I'll just I'm just pointing out that tonight I felt like there was a spark within the offensive line in their running game. And I feel like with the offensive line in terms of protection, mm-hmm. when you have a pocket passer, somebody who their first instinct isn't to bail out and try to make a play with his legs or or make a play on the run, the offensive line correct me if I'm wrong, are they just a little bit more confident when they walk up to the line of scrimmage saying, okay, I know how long I need to block for tonight or on this play. I know that my quarterback is probably going to do what it is that he's expected to do here. For sure. And they're not wondering where he is in the pocket. Yeah. They kind of have an understanding like, you know, if you get a good set as a tackle or a guard, literally the guy has to run through you to get to the quarterback. So kind of if you just stay firm and hold your ground, um, you can push guys around you, but as long as they don't go straight through you, mm-hmm. sit them, sit in the, in the in the pocket, and it allows guys to kind of be firmer in their stance and not have to like you know uh, go with every fake move. Yeah, you know the D line gives them for sure. Um, DNVR Broncos Twitter posted after the first half, just asking fans to grade Jarrett Stidham's first half of play. Mm-hmm. Now that you've now seen four quarters of Jarrett Stidham as the starter for the Broncos, how would you grade him overall? Not comparing him to Russell Wilson, uh-huh. but just simply him on his own as a quarterback. I would say average. Okay, uh, so C. Yeah, okay. about a C for this game. I think he has more potential than mm-hmm. what he showed this game, but just off this sample size and this game in particular, I give him about a C. Um, maybe C plus because he didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. So that's always a bonus. Um, so about a C plus, I'd probably say. I... <laughs> I said this to you during the game and I think it was like the second quarter, but it kind of dawned on me all of a sudden just with, you know, Easton stick and, uh, Jarrett Stidham. And then obviously the guys who were out when it comes to Cortland Sutton, Marvin Mems on their side, Joshua Uh Palmer, Keenan out. Like all of a sudden it just kind of slapped me in the face of like, this is kind of a preseason game. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Like we're not seeing both of these teams at their best. Does that put an asterisk? I mean, I'm not saying that Jarrett Sidham had a, a good performance by any means. I think he was, like you said, average. But does it put an asterisk on this win just in general as far as the assessment of Jarrett Sidham and this team, this offense, with Jarrett Sidham under center? Just because, you know, there was no um, Bo- Joey Bosa coming after him. Like, is there an asterisk here? I think there's an asterisk kind of uh, on both sides. I guess you could okay. say Joey Fair Bosa enough. wasn't healthy, so... He may have had a little bit more time in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, Khalil Mack was still out there, pro yeah, bowler, uh, all pro, very good outside linebacker. Uh, but then also on offense, um, if you go back to the last game, Russ in the offense was really struggling before Cortland caught that long pass. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, 50 of Russ's 224 yards. So we got to remember that Russ, I mean, that Cortland wasn't even out there tonight to really help Stidham or even make any big plays Fair like enough. that. So um, I, think, I think we definitely have to keep it into account. Little Jordan Humphrey was out there. <laughs> Little, Little did we know that big Jordan Humphrey was going to come up with the big play of the night. This was crazy. So second quarter, 6.52 into the quarter, or excuse me, um, left on the clock. Jarrett Sidham steps up in the pocket, delivers just an absolute strike mm-hmm. to Little Jordan Humphrey. A 54-yard touchdown reception for him. So much so he kept the ball. I guess it was his kid's first game Yeah, there to watch dad. Uh, pretty cool moment for him. Safe to say that was the spark that I think Sean Payton was looking for. Uh-huh. I'm sad that we didn't see a little bit more of it. For sure. I think he's been playing well all season. I think he was he's been second in touchdowns for 
a long time. Yeah. Um, that was his third touchdown of the year. That's crazy. Um, but I think he's a good player, and I think he was able to show off um, his ability. And I think, uh, you know, Stidham has to take him out for at least a steak dinner or something because that was a passing touchdown for Stidham, but that was definitely Jordan Humphrey uh, doing all the work. Okay. To make it a passing touchdown. Stidham needs to take little Jordan Humphrey and Jerry Judy out for dinner. Because yeah. Jerry Judy had that block downfield. He did. That really <coughs> made that play happen. So I think, I mean, I don't know what they're doing for this New Year's Eve. But like, you know, if they don't have plans, I think maybe maybe Jarrett should take the boys out tonight. I think so. That's, that's think? key for sure. Okay. So like we all know, so much he said, she said. It's more he said, he said. Um, about the benching of Russell Wilson. So let's just say that this actually was simply a football decision to spark this offense. If Sean knew that he was going to be able to get more of his plays out of Jarrett Stidham, those slants, um, you know, more of a precision pocket passer Uh like he likes, why not make this decision sooner? Um, Because, you know, he's still a $50 million quarterback and we're still paying him a boatload of money. Um, And I think he was wanted to do everything he can to try and see if it could work. Um, and at times it worked well enough for us to go on the, the winning streak that we did and get back to 500 and really be able to make a push to try and get in the playoffs. So it's working well enough. Um, but then when things start going downhill, you start losing the teams that you shouldn't. Um, and, and one of the reasons is quarterback play or at least the offensive production. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to make some changes. Yeah, for sure. Um, what you could make some changes to would be your whiskey cabinet. If you don't already have some Breckenridge bourbon Bourbon. whiskey in your cabinet, you absolutely have to get some, uh, Breckenridge distillery is the world's highest distillery founded in 2008, widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey. It is a high rye mash American style whiskey. Um, and it really is their highly awarded craft bourbon in the U S one of the most highly awarded, I should say. Um, and they are more than just award-winning spirits. They offer an immersive guest experience. I actually was just up in Breckenridge the other day on Thursday. I was able to walk around. I walked right into the Breckenridge Distillery because I just like, it's such a good vibe in there. I don't know if you guys have done any whiskey tastings up there, uh, but it's really, really fun if you're having a ski trip coming up up to Breckenridge. Be sure to uh, to pop in there after your ski day, have a nice little whiskey tasting uh, before you head back to the Airbnb. Um, you guys can also eat at their award-winning restaurant. Those are amazing. If you haven't checked that out, they have a really good burger, like a really, really good burger. (coughs) Um, check them out. Breckenridge Distillery products available in all 50 States. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. I'll pray anywhere. And shout out to our friends over at three, six, uh, bet three, six, five. And right now, through the 12th of January, we have a free shirt offer. So you can sign up using code DMVR365, place a $10 bet, snag a screenshot of your active Bet365 account with a minimum of $10 deposit and send it to promo at DMVR.com. We'll send you a discount code for any shirt or hat from the DMVR off. Uh, locker. Also, at Bet365, we don't do anything ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Right now, new customers can choose between two offers when they open an account at Bet365. Use the code DVR365 to sign up, deposit $10, and choose between either uh, the safety net bet, which is you can basically have a safety net uh, of your bet up to $1,000. And if your qualifying bet loses, you receive the match refund and, and bonus bets, or you get the bet and get offer and place a bet of $5 or more and get $150 in bonus bets. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Shout out to Ivan Cruz for pointing out the transition. I was trying, man. <laughs> Transitions are hard. They really are. Mm -hmm. I think you and Zach probably do them the best. I um, think Zach is hands down uh, the king of transitions. Although Zach has been doing this for about like seven years now. Yeah. It so. has been about <laughs> seven years. Um, but yeah, the transition, like you always try to, and it's hard to not say, but first, like, let me tell you about our friends from fill in the blank. That's my favorite to um, do. That's your favorite? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the film. Friends with all these guys, so I like to. <laughs> I know. I feel like when I do that, I just sound exactly like Zach. So I'm like trying to put my own flair on it, but, uh, you know, it's hard to do. But thanks for the shout out, Ivan. Appreciate you. Um, really quick, is it safe to say, I know it's a very small sample size, but is it safe to say that Jarrett Stidham is not the long-term answer here for the Denver Broncos? Ooh, that's tough. I think we need to see a little bit more. Okay. We do. Uh, he didn't have his best game, um, but it was also his first game as a starter here. Um, maybe not the long term, but is he? Can he do enough to help us in the short term? I'm not sure. I think I think I said this to you on pregame. You need at least four games. Yeah, you need some more time. So either way, they're gonna have to figure out what's going on. Like this offseason, there's going to have to be a quarterback competition. Between it could have been Russ and future, hopefully first round draft pick uh -huh. quarterback. It could have been Jarrett Stidham and future first round. It could be Stidham versus Russ. Like there's a lot of different options as to how this could have gone down, uh -huh. which I think makes me kind of, I don't know. I feel a little bit better about Jarrett Stidham being at least the answer next year because if they were just going to do the exact same thing with Russell Wilson, why not do it with Jared Stidham? Yeah, for sure. And get the same result for right. a lot cheaper price. Uh, yeah, I, I think you need more time. Him. The only thing that the only thing that I think is that uh, they've had a lot of time to kind of see him in practice. Mm -hmm. So they have a idea about who Stidham is, whether they want him here long term or not. Yeah. And because of that, if they brought in a a rookie quarterback, we could say competition all that we want. Yeah. I don't think it really would be one. They probably would call it one, but I think the rookie would have the upper hand and they would want him to be the starter as soon as he was ready. Was there anything today that you think Russell Wilson's stands could look in the mirror and be like, oh, okay, as much as I didn't want to see Russ bench, Sean Payton made the right decision here. Um... No, I don't think he <laughs> I don't think he did enough um, on the field. Um, and I don't think people want to really dive into the details. I mean, we scored 24 points last last time we played them. Um, and we got to remember that seven of those points came off a fumble on the two yard line. So mm. if we got one of those this game, maybe we get close to the 24. Maybe it's a very similar score. Maybe it's a, all the all the numbers are very similar, but I don't think enough was done for everybody. For like Sean was right, he made the right decision. We were all wrong, and Jared Stidham was the guy. No, I don't think so. What about play calling? Did you see any difference in the play calling for Jared Stidham? Actually, it was the same exact play calling. I know we saw some some little dinks and dunks behind the line of scrimmage the today whole time. Well. It yeah. made me feel like everybody who felt like Sean tried to uh, dim Russ's light by the place he was calling. Russ is out. Sean brought in a guy that he went and, you know, got and paid for and then gave him the same exact game plan. Almost the same amount of passes as Russ had against the Chargers last mm -hmm. time. Um, you know, he's dumping it off to Jaleel. It's quick slants to Jerry. It's quick slants to uh, Jordan Humphreys. And it's a couple deep shots. Yep. That's exactly what he was doing with Russ. So 
I think it's less about uh, Russ. I mean, Sean trying to uh, humiliate or make Russ look bad. So he's calling trash plays. I think he's just running an offense that he feels like is is good for this team. Mm-hmm. And it's just about quarterbacks executing it. So I guess what does that say about Sean Payton then? That he feels strongly about his uh, play calling, that he feels like he puts together a good game plan, and he just feels like maybe one person can execute it better than the other. He doesn't feel like there's a problem with the game plan because if it was, he would have changed that as as well as changing the quarterback. But 16 points isn't good enough. We all know that. No, it's It not. was tonight because you played the Chargers, but – 16 points not being good enough. I mean, that doesn't win you very many games in the NFL. So I guess, should does he need to look in the mirror and say, hey, my play calling needs to be better. My game plan needs to be better. How many times did Jared Stidham have a bad throw? Plenty. I mean, he probably had, what, eight really rough ones? And, and most of those are open receivers. Yep. So let's just say they all go for 10 yards. It's 80 more yards. It's probably seven more points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the running backs are running well. They were running hard all night. Um, I personally, and this is just my opinion, don't feel like the problem is still the the uh, play calling. He put Jared Stidham in good positions. And it was easy routes. It's slants. It's, we talked about it before in the pregame yeah. show. You're going to run 100 slants tonight, and they sure did. And I think he just, you know, was throwing behind receivers at times and just wasn't making the passes that he need to. But as far as the game plan, it was easy for a young quarterback um, he wanted him to have one or two reads and then get out of there. It wasn't a lot to really digest uh, for Jared Stidham. So, you know, he just has to execute it. So overall, simply put, the Broncos just need a new quarterback. <laughs> In 2024, we just need to see someone else under center. Yeah. Because if if Russell Wilson and Jared Stidham are going to play similar football, yeah then you can just fast forward to this time next year and Russ or excuse me, Sean Payton would be benching Jarrett Siddham trying to provide a spark and, you know, show us or get a better look at his backup quarterback then. Yeah. Like this really does have the potential to just like rinse and repeat um if they don't make a, a change at quarterback. And if Jarrett Siddham isn't the answer, if Russell Wilson isn't the answer, then all right, Bo Nix, let's go. Bo Nix. Oh, I don't know. I'm a Penix guy. So You're a Penix guy? You know what I'm saying? I think he's the best. <laughs> I'll take anyone, honestly. I think honestly. he's the best of the draft. <laughs> at this point, I'll take <laughs> At this point, I'm just like, bring us in a rookie, start the rookie, develop the rookie. Let's just go through the growing pains with a rookie because at least then we're expecting it. Uh-huh. Like right I don't now. know if anybody's ready for that. I feel like everybody's so mad so about much. losing for so long. I know. A rookie's a rookie probably will come in here, but he is going to have a very short lease with the fan base. See, I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think if you guys are going to be calling for a, a, a rookie, anyone else other than Russell Wilson or Jarrett Stidham, then you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Like Because the Sean Payton offense isn't an easy one. I mean, how thick is the playbook? Yeah. Pretty damn thick. And I think no matter who's coming in, whether it's a veteran like Russell Wilson or if it's a rookie, it's just going to take a second. It's tough, man. This this is Broncos country is the best fan base by far. But I think they're definitely in that mindset of like, fool me once, you can't get fooled again. Like we've had rookie quarterbacks over the past seven years. We've had a lot of quarterbacks. We've had we drafted we've drafted first round I know. quarterbacks. I'm just saying. 
It's like we've seen this guy come in, supposed to be the man, first round, and you know whatever happens, it happens. But I think they're they're gonna be ready to boo <laughs> as soon as something goes bad. Okay, speaking of booing, I saw a tweet, and I'd be curious. I want to ask Zach this when he joins us here in just a little bit. I heard that fans booed Jarrett Stidham in the Broncos wow. offense when they took the field for the first time today. Wow. That's wild. That is. I mean, he had no control over whether he started or not. Totally. He didn't. He's not the one who pulled rust. That's cold. <laughs> right? It is what it is. Um, speaking of cold things that happened today, um, Russ was the captain and on the field for the coin toss. That's, <clears throat> that's the weirdest. That, <coughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, usually, especially if you're getting, like, your first start, you're supposed to be the captain. Like, yeah. that's how they do it. Right. Whether you're a linebacker or, or a quarterback, like, Jared Stidham should probably be the captain. And then, <laughs> if he's not playing, and you know he's not playing, why is he out there as your captain? I that doesn't know. make any sense. Either you want guys to follow him and he's the leader of the team, or he's not. Yeah. But it just doesn't make sense to have him do both roles. Like, be a captain, and then once it's time for the offense to go out, you sit next to me, and we'll talk about what you see. I've seen people go back and forth on, of course, whether or not Russell Wilson should have been out there for the coin toss, but whether or not Russell Wilson should have been on the sideline at all today. Did you like Russell Wilson dressing, being on the sideline there uh, to be able to coach up Jarrett Sidham a little bit, or do you think the Broncos should have pulled a Raiders and just sent him home. I think I like him, you know, being on the sideline. Um, you know, specifically if the if the reason for bitching him was his play. Um, and we were still in the position to make the playoffs before the game started. Yeah. So if anything happened to Stidham, like, we don't want to lose the game. Like, right. We don't want – and if it was for us to get hurt, we don't want him to get hurt within the game. But at the same time, it's more important to win this game and continue our, you know, push to the playoffs if push comes to shove and then Stidham gets hurt. So I like him being on the sideline as like a safety net in case, you know, something really bad happened to him. Knock on wood. Great. Uh, thank God nothing did. What about next week? Does Russell Wilson need to be out there? Yeah, I think it should be the same game plan. Well, I guess we're not in the playoffs. We're Completely eliminated. eliminated. Uh, I mean, I guess not. Quick question. Bring me on some Ben DiNucci. What's, what not. are the chances that um, Russell's contract says that he has to be the captain? No, no way. that would be so would be. narcissistic. Have you seen that? Would be so wild. That would be wild. I, I mean, I appreciate the talking point, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of you, yeah, yeah. I feel like you've been banning some people tonight. What's going on in the comments? Uh, it's hot. I hot look, guys. This is for everybody listening. I'm pretty much cool with people disagreeing. Mm -hmm. Don't be disrespectful. Ooh. And uh, if you're branding cats, you're getting banned no matter what. <laughs> um, but just don't be disrespectful. I'll give you guys timeouts. I'll give you guys multiple chances. Just keep it to a nice level. We're what all is, nice What is an here. example of disrespectful? Oh, she, she wants some receipts. Uh, calling you guys stupid, calling other people stupid, coming in here trolling, coming mm. in here and just trying to insult people for the most part. Instead of arguing, just insulting, uh -huh. I usually don't allow. It's really hard to be right and to please everyone on this particular topic because we have Russ stands, we have Dickle D. Oh, we haven't heard Dickle D in a minute. It's been a few oh weeks. Oh my gosh. I can't laugh at Man, anything. Man, that's funny. I, <laughs> the old Dickle D. Um, 
it's just this this topic's hard because there's a lot of you who are Russ stands. There's a lot who are Sean Payton, you know, Broncos uh, front office fans. So it's just it's hard to be able to please everyone when it comes to this topic. So we're just trying to kind of hit all of it for you guys um, as we go through it. Speaking of hitting everything, what I did want to do is run down the Broncos um, offensive stats here for a second. So 16 total first downs compared to the Chargers 17. On third down, they were 7 of 17, 41%. One for one on fourth down. Uh, 0 for 2 in the red zone. Mm -hmm. 313 total net yards. 101 rushing yards net. And 212 passing yards. So I I feel like those numbers look the same Mm -hmm. um, from what we've seen from a Russell Wilson-led offense as well. And I know we're just kind of repeating ourselves at this point that it really has looked similar. But I did want to mention one thing that happened um, kind of late in this game. So you see the DPI call on the Chargers Mm -hmm. on that Jerry Judy deep ball. Uh, So the Broncos are first and goal. Then you have back-to-back fall starts, Quinn yep. Miners and Care Bulls. You see the Johnson slant route to make it third and goal. Yeah. Javante Williams loses a yard. The Broncos are going for it, so it seems. L.A. takes a timeout, and then the Broncos decide not to go for it. You were on Twitter. You're like, go for it. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised that they changed that, that decision there? Because I know Russell Wilson – not Russell Wilson, sorry. Sean Payton <laughs> is maniacal yep. about his red zone offense. He wants to see a touchdown there. Why do you think they didn't go for it? Why they make change their mind? I think that I'm a big momentum guy. Oh, uh, the timeout just killed it. Who's dead? Todd's? Yeah. So just the momentum of the game and then getting into a bad position. Okay. Getting into that bad position, I feel like. Um I think even watching the Lions game yesterday, I probably would have just kicked the field goal after all that craziness happening. Back to back. Same thing here. I think there's just a lot of commotion. You know, guys are locked in, obviously, as much as they need to be. Um, so I probably would have kicked it. Yeah, for sure. Um, when it comes to the defense uh-huh. tonight, um, saw some really awesome moments from them. Things, it's, I wasn't feeling good about this team including the defense there in the third quarter, uh-huh. things really started to kind of slow up. And then obviously they, they tightened up there down the end and they were able to, to get the win. But overall, thoughts on just this defensive performance tonight and, and you know, how the guys played? Uh, they played great. I think that the linebackers and specifically Alex Singleton continue to stay on fire. You yep. can catch him anywhere on the field where the ball is. Uh, Josie Jewell, um, of course, was playing good. I wish he would have had the interception. Damn. My God, we got to work on them hands. Uh <laughs> And then, and then PJ Locke, uh, I thought he was again was showing why he kind of earned the starting spot. Whether it was coming up making plays, big hits, um, he was really um, being that downhill, hard hitting safety that the Broncos need to play alongside Justin Simmons. So everybody played well tonight. You know, you know when you hold a team to no touchdowns, two field goals, uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, trying to figure out, can everybody hear? <laughs> We're trying. It's New Year's Eve and Studio B. Like, what more do you want from us? Are we, are we better? <laughs> um, They're also, you got to remember, these people are 20 seconds behind. Oh, okay, okay. So right. they don't understand that. <laughs> that's it right, right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, okay. Before we move on, I just want to tell you guys about game time and how awesome they are. Um, <coughs> obviously, no more opportunities to get tickets here for Broncos games for the remainder of this season. This one's over. Um, shout out to everybody who actually made it out there tonight, New Year's Eve. 
um, to support this team after a, a tough week. I'm curious on how many no-shows there were, but hopefully not many. Um, get out there and support your team. But there is an Avs game tonight if you guys want to try to make that. Um, apparently Aaron Gordon is back and available for the Nuggets, so you're going to want to get out to some of those games. Um, let me tell you about the worst experience I've ever had buying tickets. It was the CUCSU game. I thought that my friends had purchased tickets for all of us because we were going for a birthday shindig. Um, and apparently last minute, I found out like two days before that everybody was responsible for their own ticket. So I was on this show scrambling, trying to figure out how to buy tickets like while we were live. For some reason, I'm dumb and I went to Ticketmaster. And of course, Ticketmaster kept like timing out. I couldn't check out. And I brought it up on the show and Zach was like, why don't you check game time? And I was like, damn, that's such a good idea. Not only did I get a better price, but I saw the exact price that I was going to check out with, which is amazing. No extra hidden fees. And on top of that, nothing lagged, nothing like kicked me out. I was able to just check out flawlessly and it was the easiest ticket buying experience ever. So use the code DNVR, get 20 bucks off of game time with that code. Um, I also recently got Nick nuggets tickets on um game time and they were like 41 bucks for like damn good seats a few weeks ago so check them out they are absolutely amazing and if you're going to a game where you're at home um it's always fun when you're betting and watching you can earn some money and then also watch your team win so head to prize picks um, they are the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america uh they are the easiest and most exciting way to play and it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six players' stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Um, they have a lot of different sports for you to choose from, and you can mix and match sports. Um, so specifically, you know, Jokic, 29 points. And Javante Williams, 50 yards. Exactly. Perfect. Yep. So Price Picks has it all. They even have the slap bets, which we love <laughs> to talk about uh, on here. So you can go to prizepicks.com forward slash DMBR and use code DMBR for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com forward slash DMBR and use code DNVR. It's as easy as that. Um, sorry, I skipped over that one. What? The Price Picks. That was supposed oh, to be works. the first mid-roll. <laughs> My bad. Um, okay, moving on. Let's do a bet 365 top five. And we've kind of gone back and forth on ideas of what we want to do with this. You know what we should have done? We should have done like top five like craziest tweets that mm. we've seen. It's too crazy. Tonight. It's just too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too crazy. <laughs> um, so let's just do top five um, I guess it could be players. It could be a side of the ball, just folks who benefited from just a change of scenery, the mm -hmm. change at the quarterback position. So, uh, number one, who would you say benefited the most from this change here tonight? Jared Siddham. Jared Siddham <laughs> went from backup to, to starter. Yes. What more could you want? Yeah, it was a great change for him. And uh, I'm sure him and his agent and everybody in his camp, his parents are happy about it. Definitely, without a doubt, uh, benefited the most from change of quarterback. P potentially a dumb question. Is the game check different <coughs> if you're a backup or a starter? No. No. If you're an act, no, no. Only if you're, an you're and if you're inactive, then you don't get a game check. A inactive is the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're on the 53 and you're playing, you're, uh, whatever your contract says is what you get. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. It's just practice squad. It's different game checks than, like, being on the squad. 
Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Good for Jarrett Stidham. Um, like we mentioned, uh, an average stat line from him tonight, but at the end of the day, he helped this team get a win. And what more could you really want from the guy? For sure. Um, number two, who benefited the most from this change? I would say little Jordan Humphrey. Mm -hmm. Third touchdown of the year. Um, he really got to show off his speed and playmaking ability. Yeah. Like I, what did he finish with? What was his final stat line? Hold on. Guys, I yeah, have so many tabs open. It's absurd. Hold on. Yeah, he was playing well. I think he, uh, was able to show what he can do with yeah. the run after the catch, mm -hmm. um, which is super important as a wide receiver. So he has some skills that not a lot of guys uh, possess. So hopefully he gets some more touches. Two catches, 69 yards, 34 and a half average, but the 54 long on that touchdown. Um, okay, number three, I feel like it has to be a running back. I was actually going to go a different What were you going to do? I was going to say the O-line. Okay. As like a that. whole, they played uh, better tonight, and I felt like there weren't as many sacks as sometimes I see. Mm. Uh, you know, Russell half. Didn't feel like Jared Stidham was scrambling as much. Also, Sean was calling quick game a lot more, so it allowed for, um, you know, the, the O-line to really stick firm on their blocks and not have to, you know, pass protect for too long. So did the O-line benefit from that? Two sacks total given up for 12 yards. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, now could we maybe go? Yeah, because yeah, of the it. offensive let's line, do it, let's do it, let's do it. please. I think because of the offensive line, they the run game, mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier, was able to be a little bit more efficient. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin had 18 carries for 44 yards over. A, oh, excuse me, averaged over five and a half per. Um, Javante Williams had 15 carries. He ended up with a little bit of a lower number there with 2.7 yards. Samaj P. Ryan, 2.5 yards a carry. Um, but to see any of these Broncos, I guess, running backs averaging more than really like three, three and a half yards per carry is huge for this team. We yeah. haven't really seen that in a while. Yeah, they have been uh, kind of in a slump, Yeah, you could say. Um, and today felt like, like a little bit of a bounce back game, just a little bit of like, uh, showing you what they could do. I think there was one run for Javante in like the second quarter. I was like, dang, that reminds you of old Javante, like yeah. really making plays. So guys look good overall. I feel like that was like the first spark play of the game. Mm -hmm. That one, that. I think that drive stalled. They ended up having to kick a field goal and then they came out and the next one was the touchdown to little Jordan. But um, I feel like that play as a whole just really boosts the confidence mm -hmm. of the offense. And like for Javante specifically, I've talked about this a few times throughout the year where we just hadn't seen the Javante that we saw his rookie year, the one that legitimately carried like the vast majority of the Ravens secondary. Mm -hmm. So I think to be able to see that, like I needed that. I needed that just heading into this offseason to see one play from Javante that looked like vintage Javante because mm -hmm. it really does solidify the fact of like, okay, this was a weird year for Javante Williams. He didn't have a normal offseason. Mm -hmm. It took him most of the season to kind of get the wheels turning a little bit. I just – it was nice to see a play like that from him. Um, were you surprised that Jaleel started? Uh, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. But they've done it a couple of times this year, so maybe I'm getting used to it now. Um, but, yeah, I think he's earned it. Um, in a lot of ways, he's kind of been the most consistent back that we've had. So definitely earned a start. And, uh, again, I think he had the most yards per carry, right? Average the most yards per carry. Yeah, five yeah. and a half. Yeah, so he's Pretty a good, good. back. Mm. Um, yeah, RBs. Yeah, I like that. I feel like five is always the hardest. 
feel like it's uh I have a thought, but you can totally ex name me. What? I think he was fine. I think Jerry Judy had a Jerry Judy game. Am I crazy? No, no. That's about right. Yeah. I feel like it was uh <laughs> I'm going like off script. <laughs> all the all the media outlets benefited from this crazy week that we've had. I like that. And so if you were in media this week, you probably had a good week and a lot to talk about and a lot to say. But that's my fifth. So what were you going to say? I actually like that. So my fifth was going to be um, the defense. Okay. Um, in what way? They didn't have to play from behind. Okay. <laughs> I was. It was a. There stretch. wasn't no fumble to start the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. It, like there wasn't a big mistake. Uh-huh. They weren't having to to make up for um, mistakes that the offense were really making. But at the end of the day, um, the Chargers chargered. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I am going to give the Broncos defense all the credit, they they played really well tonight. They played Easton Sticks and you know, yeah, no Keenan Allen, and it just. Again, it was a preseason game. Yeah, it was. So I don't really. I like to. Let's use his. His is so much better. <laughs> Mine is sh- trash in comparison. <laughs> like shit. Um, oh, he can. Yeah. Oh, That's rock. we're so excited. We want to get his thoughts on our top five. <laughs> is he ready? Zach, I wonder what he's wearing tonight. Like, what? How do you one up the Christmas fit? The turtleneck with the plaid jacket like what does his new year's fit look like we gotta see a lot of anticipation zach zach we'll see he said he could jump on oh oh, i thought he was on no 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 like no no i told he he's saying he can jump on so he'll be here like in a minute okay i thought there was like a ding ding he was already here um let's see what's going on in the comments oh the flea flicker (laughs) is there ever a flea flicker that works yeah Sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. Have you been beat by one before? Uh, no, not personally, but I've seen it work. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, seen it work. The, my, the first ever flea flicker I saw that worked was the Brett Favre one in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the one that I remember. Iconic. Yeah, to yeah, this yeah, day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all about the trick plays. If you do them at the right time, they work really well. What happened on that one? Did um, I just was think it he didn't Javante? have enough time. He didn't have enough time, right? It was like a. I feel like Javante was. I think it was Javante. Did he hold on to it a little too long? Before he ended up tossing it back, and then by then you had no, two defenders. No, it was quick. Draped. It felt like you it felt, felt like, it like the blitz came fast, okay. and so I think he passed it back quick. But it really wasn't much time for him. There was a blitz by then. I just felt like that was too. Is that to Jerry? Maybe so. Yeah. Really. Really disorganized from this one. I had a lot of mixed emotions throughout my notes show. Okay. You know, I like last week's fit better, Zach. Zach, I feel you hear What's us? he doing? I can hear you, kind of. Hello. Sorry, I didn't know you were talking to me, so maybe I can't hear you. No, yeah. it's good. Yeah. I'm glad we have you on. I feel like your face to start the show is exactly how we've been feeling about this game. It's kind of. Up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall, uh, biggest takeaways from this game, Zach Stevens? Well, turns out that the Broncos won and lost 
at the exact same time, literally within like 30 seconds, the Broncos officially get the win in a game that felt like it was over. Mm -hmm. And like the first quarter, it was like, okay, the Broncos are going to win this one. It's going to be a really boring game, but they're going to get the win. They're going to keep their season alive. And then right when they officially did, their season ended Mm -hmm. because the Chiefs wrapped up the division after sacking Jake Browning like 17 times in the final four minutes of that game. So disappointing, but unfortunately, we know how to cover this type of season better than anyone because since BSN DNVR has been around, that's all we've been covering is losing seasons uh, and and losing teams that uh, aren't in the playoffs. So Bronx is officially eliminated from the playoffs, which is disappointing. But you know what? Talking to Sean after the game, he kind of just accepted that that was the case at the end of last week after they lost to the Patriots. Of course, he didn't Mm -hmm. say that, but that's pretty much how he sounded when talking about this being eliminated was, yeah, we had our opportunity last week. He didn't say they blew it, but he said like, yeah, pretty much went away last week after the we, we lost to the Patriots. And that's exactly what we knew. I mean, the hoops that the Broncos had to jump through in order to win and get in the playoffs were just astronomical. Todd, I think you said a miracle and the percentages yeah. said 5%. Now those are at 0%. But the Broncos do have one opportunity in front of them next week, and that is to get to a winning record since the first time since 2016 when our own Todd Davis was the Broncos' starting inside linebacker. So there is that still on the table. Um, And Sean Payton made it clear after tonight's game that he is going to approach that game just like he would a week two game. So if you're healthy, you're playing. He's going to be going for that win and he's going to be going to Jared Stidham once again after he had uh, a Russell Wilson-like performance, <laughs> in all honesty, a Russell Wilson-like stat performance. In fact, you look at the numbers that, that – I don't know if you guys have done this yet. Oh, you look at the yeah. numbers that Russell Wilson had. Yeah, you, you, you did. The exact same in, in the Chargers games that Russ had. One um, fewer touchdown Jared, pass. <laughs> exactly. One fewer touchdown pass, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. And that is something that when we talk to Sean – The rest of this week, I guarantee you, he is going to point to is no turnovers, fewer sacks, um, and uh, it really was uh, a guy that operated uh, Sean Payton's offense better. In fact, I think we saw it highlighted perfectly uh, in that touchdown pass to Lil Jordan Humphrey, where we've seen Russ in those situations in the past. We saw it last week. Todd highlighted it on Inside Scoop big time, where Russ has a clean pocket. He has an opportunity to make a play in the numbers, in the intermediate, about 15 yards downfield, and Russ freaked out, turned his back, got sacked. We saw Jared Stidham do the opposite. He stepped up into the pocket. In fact, ran up into the pocket, hit a strike uh, to Lil Jordan Humphrey, and then Lil Jordan Humphrey literally broke five tackles on his way to the end zone. Now, Russ does it a different way. Russ does it with the fourth quarter magic. No magic was needed in this game. We just need to get to midnight in order to have that magic. And I mean, that fourth quarter just took forever and ever. But so there was no magic like we're used to with Russell Wilson. But Jarrett did, uh, I think, did exactly what Sean Payton wanted him to do. Overall, how do you grade this Jarrett Sidham performance? Not comparing him to Russell Wilson, but him on his own. You got to compare him to Russ, but um, I don't want him. A, 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 a B. Um, he was he was good enough. Uh, you saw some jitters, especially at the beginning. He started one for four. He had like a 10 or 15-yard overthrow to an open receiver early in the game. But then he calmed down, and he operated well. Now, this wasn't a performance you look at, and you're like, man, this is the guy going forward into the future. You're like, okay, let's have him end the season next week 
uh, and then you're probably also still drafting a rookie. So, I mean, it, he was he was totally fine, especially for his first start in this offense this year. He got his first NFL win, which is pretty cool. He was 0 for 2 last year. Um, but, man, the 16-9 to 9 final score, that was way mm-hmm. too similar to last year. Like, no, please, please, let's have next week be like 40-41, to 41, a Broncos <laughs> win over the Raiders or something. Yeah. Just something different. I gave Stidham a C plus, so we're – we're right on track with our grades. Yep. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about Stidham and Russ and this quarterback change, but, you know, the defense kind of gets overlooked a little bit, and I feel like they played a really great game tonight. Who really stood out to you on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, big time. And Pat Sertan, we talked to him after the game. He said, um, after last week, that's not who we are, and mm-hmm. we were embarrassed by that. And it was Bailey Zappi who threw three interceptions in the first half against the Bills this week. That's who came in. Uh, and beat the Broncos, put up over 20 points against them last week. The defense did not do their job, uh, and we see the defense do the complete opposite this week. They made a rookie backup quarterback, or mm-hmm. they made a backup quarterback look like a backup quarterback. Easton Stick uh, was awful in this game, and not one person didn't really stand out. It was just the entire defense. They didn't give up a single touchdown which is really, really impressive. This Broncos defense, Pat said after the game, we hold ourselves to an extremely high standard, and they showed it today. Uh, and we know that's how this team is built to win. And you know what? A lot This defense is going to be very similar look next year. So it's encouraging to see some, some positive signs in this game. Do you feel like this Broncos team, after what you saw from, from Jarrett today against the Chargers, do you feel like this Broncos team would benefit from keeping Russell Wilson next year? No, <laughs> I think there's no chance that that is going to happen. No, I, I think it, it, it's definitely a good question, um, especially because a report from Ian Rappaport came out this morning that said the Broncos aren't necessarily going to move on from Russ. If he's their best option, they're going to keep him. If Sean Payton's here, I don't think that's the case. But after mm-hmm. the game, Sean was asked about Russ again since a lot of comments have been said. We've talked to Russ since the last time we talked to Sean. And what Sean said was, the outside people and people far away from this situation are the ones making it seem like Russ and I don't have a good relationship. He said that's mm-hmm. not the case, really pushed back against that and said Russ has been an ultimate pro this entire week. Jared Stidham talked about how Russ uh, was there for him, not only during the week, but in the game. They were watching film together, breaking things down on the sidelines. So Russ was helping him. Um, but no, he it, it doesn't make sense to have Russ here. Russ is going to have an opportunity to start. And uh, because Sean Payton has made that decision, that mm-hmm. it's not going to be here. Um, I think, unfortunately, today was probably the last game for Russell Wilson in a Broncos uniform in this stadium but man, do we have a very interesting offseason, not just how the Broncos move on from Russ, but what it looks like and what the behind the scenes drama is. Because we talked to Russ on Friday and he made it very clear that the Broncos told him he was going to be benched if he mm. did not waive his injuries or push back his injury guaranteed vest state. And he did not do that. And then pretty much when the Broncos were eliminated from the playoffs after the loss last week, Sean made that move. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting offseason, and I can't wait to cover it uh, with you. So I'm excited to see what happens. Who is your front runner uh, for quarterback for the Denver Broncos? Let's talk about rookies. We don't have to look at all the free agents. Who's your favorite, uh, you know, guy in the draft right now? Well, I don't want to look at free agents because the Broncos simply aren't going to be able to pay a free agent. So I like that you're not asking me to do that, Todd. But it's number three. It's the, and I'm not talking Russell Wilson. Obviously, it's the number three quarterback 
in the draft. It's either going to be Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix. Right now, I give the nod to Jaden Daniels. I mean, electric. Uh, and one of the things, it's that S2 test, which has kind of taken over the Wonderlick test. Uh, in the NFL in recent years, that shows processing speed. Whoever has the best S2 test between uh, any of the guys in the draft that aren't one of the top two guys, Caleb Williams or Drake May, because they're going to be picks one and two, uh, is going to be the Broncos quarterback because what do we know? Processing speed and being able to win from the pocket, quick decisions, being able to read a defense, read a line, make checks at the line. That's the most important thing in a Sean Payton offense. That's the thing that he looks for. Um, so, I, Justin Fields, there's been a lot of talk of, well, if the Bears draft Caleb Williams, could it be Justin Fields? That's mm. just like a younger, uh, faster Russell Wilson. To me, yeah. that doesn't make the most sense. Um, although I think that'd be fun, really fun and electric. Um, but I, that, that type of quarterback just does not make sense from what we've seen Sean Payton inherit a $50 million a year Russell Wilson and sit him for a $5 million Jared Stidham. It's funny. I, I I don't know if I love those tests when coming out uh, of the draft. I, it gave me a flashback of like the Wonder League. <laughs> Luckily, I did pretty good on it. But it, you know, some of those questions like, you know, this little kid has on a baseball cap. All all baseball players wear caps. Is he a baseball player? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know. I'm a football player. So Does he play know. baseball? Tell me. <laughs> We're going to have to dig up your Wonderlick score. Oh, test, man. Todd. We're going to put you through the S2 test. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, oh, my let's God. Do it. That'd be terrible. You know what? We'll do it. We'll do it next week in Vegas after many drinks, and we'll see who comes out on top. <laughs> let's do that. That would be fun. Um, Zach, before we let you get out of here and enjoy your New Year's Eve, um, any final takeaways from Sean Payton at the podium, any of the players that you heard from, um, anything that really stood out to you? Yeah, what really stood out was the Broncos obviously get a win. And like I said, within 30 seconds, they were also eliminated from the playoffs right after getting that win. And it was just really interesting to me how Sean handled the talk about where the team is right now and being eliminated but getting the win. He really accepted this last week uh, mm -hmm. is, is what I was able to take from that. And uh, it makes sense because there was only a 5% shot in making the playoffs after last week. But he, he accepted that. And that's a big reason. That's the reason why they benched Russell Wilson. He knew the playoffs were pretty much done. Um, and I was just surprised with coaches who do this and spend 20 hours a day, 12 months a year, 364 days a year just grinding in this. He kind of gave, not gave up hope, but was just very realistic with it when it came to last week. And that's why Russ was benched last week instead of waiting for this coming week to make that. But like I said, with Russ, we have a whole war coming in terms of what's going to happen. We already see the NFLPA documents come out uh, defending Russ and litigation potentially. It's going to be an wow. exciting offseason. But one more, one more week left. One more week left. We're not done. Yeah, it's been weird with all the different litigation coming out. And some people reporting that the NFLPA said that he – there was, you know, no violation from the Denver Broncos, that there was nothing even there. Other people are reporting that the NFLPA said that this was a violation. Like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm so confused. Alexis, we'll we'll just let Todd handle the legal talk and uh <laughs> and we'll enjoy ourselves. He can parse through all that. 
Oh, yeah. no, that's Hank. Fair we enough. passing that on yeah. there. <laughs> there we go. As long as it's not me, we're good. <laughs> Back of the roster, Hank. What, what are we going to do? Litigation, Hank? Yeah. Like, Litigation, just, Hank, yep. Yeah, I mean, I both his it. parents are lawyers, so boom, there we go. There it is. No wonder he's a natural. <laughs> it's in his blood. Uh, yep. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, go have fun here this New Year's Eve, um, and we'll see you. When, when's the next uh, live show? You guys going tomorrow? Tuesday. We'll be Tuesday, Tuesday yep. Tuesday. So everyone gets to recover tomorrow. Happy New Year, everyone. Love you too. Have a great New Year. Thanks for having me on. Bye, Zach. Here. He's the best. Okay. Um I love Boomer Day that thanks for having me on this issue. I know. That's always my favorite. Yeah, he's like, thanks, thanks for having me on. It's like, yeah, anytime, my guy. Um, you can tell me when you don't want me on. Actually. You want to do the show four times a week from the studio? Uh, yeah. Okay, before we get into Super Chats, just want to tell you guys about our friends over at Hestera Job Gloves. Um, their stuff is awesome. Actually, there's a pair. What are you laughing at? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just talking about our friends over at Hester Java Club. Yeah, just our friends over there. Um, we've told you guys about them, their gloves, and they now have a limited. Nope, that's over. Um, it's a glove company. They only make gloves and have done so for over 85 years. Don't trash your good ski gloves. Shoveling, doing outdoor cold labor, or changing a flat tire. You need a high-quality work glove. And Hester Job gloves fit great. Uh, they're giving you dexterity to get the job done. And Todd... Dexterity is so important. You got to be flexible. I got to be flexible <laughs> with those gloves. You guys can visit HesterJob.us and use the code DNVR40 to get 40% off your next purchase now uh, through, I keep saying December 23rd. This one must be old. I wonder if they have another promo going. But either way, maybe they do. Um, check out HesterJob.us and see if they have any good deals going on right now. And if they don't, it doesn't even matter because uh, their gloves are the best that you could buy. So just buy them anyways. Do we have another one? Are we no, good? I think we're good. I think we're good on this? Locked in. Sweet. Okay. We will get to our super chats. Josh Steele is our first one. Thanks so much, Josh. Results from the quarterback position say says a lot about Russ. And the best path for Denver is a reset at quarterback. Move what it takes to go get the quarterback Sean wants. True. I think true? it's a true statement. I think we have to do what we need to um, to get a franchise quarterback in here, one that kind of fits Sean's system. Don't think Sean's going anywhere. We need a quarterback that's not leaving. Uh, we thought we had one. It sucks because I even thought that Russ was going to be a long-term solution. So um, we need to find one. Thoughts on, I know this is hindsight, 2020, going back to the acquisition of Sean Payton. Do you think the Broncos should have – just brought in a quarterback that genuinely wanted to work with Russell Wilson and had an offense that worked with his style of play? I think that no matter what, we needed a veteran head coach. coach. And and when I look at the market, I don't know who was better at the time than Sean. And I know that things are bad now, but things have been bad for a long time. Right. And we need a complete reset. We need a completely different – uh, mindset. We need a completely different uh, set of circumstances, and we need somebody to come and shake up the gang. I oh, mean, he's shaking. If he's if this is how he's choosing to do it, it's definitely going to be different. I think he's trying to do it for the best, and so yeah, probably gonna have our first winning season in seven seasons. 
Yeah. So <laughs> sounds like it's the right decision to me. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on to Andrew here. I wasn't expecting Stidham to put up 50 on the Chargers, but at least he was able to see open receivers and kept his eyes downfield. Good pocket awareness. Yeah, he just has to complete the throws. He was able to see. <laughs> he found the guys that were open. Ninety percent of the job. Passing behind Jerry Judy and making things a little bit more difficult than it needed to be. A little bit. Yeah, for sure. Okay, this next one from Rommel. Uh, bummed for Russ, but Sidham played okay. It was the right move. Drafting quarterback is important, but Broncos should still get the win next week. For sure. Yeah, I think um, at this point. I mean, both teams are eliminated from the playoffs next uh -huh. week, um, so neither are playing for much except for putting good film out there, right? A lot of these guys are not going to be back with their current teams. Like, there's a reason to play really hard in this final game. Yeah, you're, it's all audition tape, especially the last game because people always remember what you've done for them lately. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you're, you're you're auditioning for your team, but you're also auditioning for 30 other, 31 other teams in the NFL. So it's important to cut out good film. It's important to play hard. It's important to – uh, you know, play like it's the first game of the season, especially if you're getting an opportunity to start. Uh, these important games. They're all important. Yeah. Here's one from MT. Hey, Sean, where was that spark? Go back to TV. Oh, dang. Dang. That is harsh. That's tough. I mean, we went from – we are in a position right now to have a winning record. Like, I know things aren't exactly what we want, and Russ may be your guy or you don't like all the moves he's making, mm -hmm. but – we're in a much better position than we than we've been in. Even with Russell Wilson, we went five and twelve last year with everybody's favorite quarterback. And I and I have no disrespect. I don't dislike the guy or anything. But you know, Sean was able to put him and the team in a much better position. The turnover from uh, touchdowns and interceptions—that's all Sean mm -hmm. and his playbook. So, yeah, you may not like this decision specifically, but the rest of the decisions he's making are right ones. For sure. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting to see too, what's going to happen in the years to come because it really is just one season with the same pieces, most of the same pieces other than Mike McGlinchey and Jarrett student. There's a few guys who are obviously uh, Sean's guys, Will Lutz, for example, mm -hmm. but really this is a hodgepodge of a lot of other head coaches, players, right? And so I think as time goes on, Sean starts to get his guys, the mm -hmm. guys that he knows can execute his system. Because right now, like, he's trying to get guys to play his offense that weren't drafted or brought in to play his offense. Mm -hmm. I think it's an adjustment for everyone, and some guys will be able to make that adjustment, and they'll play well, and they'll be here in Denver for a long time, and other guys are just going to have to move on. It's just the nature of the game. It's the nature of the beast. Nature of the beast. Okay, here's Andrew. If Sidham looked like Russ, who had a full offseason OTA, full camp, off-season receivers camp and 15 <laughs> games compared to one week of practice with the ones I'll take Stidham and 5 million a year. That's true. Interesting. Okay. He also, Andrew, thanks again for coming back with another super chat. If we kept Drew Locke, do you guys think he would fit in Sean's offense, especially with Fant and Shelby still on the team? Man, I love the hindsight questions. Mm, I don't know. Locke had one good game in Seattle. Right? Yeah. And everybody's like, what did we do? Why did we trade He had Drew a few Locke? good games here in Denver. I'm just he trying did. to figure out, does... I'm not sure he's the precision passer that Sean wants. Yeah. He's a gunslinger. He, he's more, to me, like just kind of like trying to throw it up and see if anybody he can make a play. He reminds me a little bit of Russ, yeah. Yeah. to be honest. 
Honestly, he might more like not, Russ than, yeah. Yeah, than Drew Brees. Yeah. Does Drew Brees want to come out of retirement? I don't know. That would Who be needs crazy. to make that call? Just like Jeremy Bloom that made the crazy. call and was able to get Coach Prime up in Boulder. Like, who needs to make the call to Drew Brees and says, hey, come sign a one-year contract with the Broncos. Just help us. Sean, we I think need, we need a bridge veteran. That that. Sean's the only person that can make that. You talking about somebody on the team that can make that? Yeah. There's nobody on this team is, right is, now. Is anybody tight with Drew Brees secretly somehow? Mike? Yeah. Uh, Mike McGlinchey? Yeah, you know Drew. Uh, I don't know if he's going to come out of retirement for me. Uh, I don't know Mike? anybody that can make that call. I don't know. It's yeah. it's honestly, I think it's going to be uh, Payton, Sean Payton calling. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Payton Greg Manning. Penner. No, oh. pay Manning calling and being like, great place to play, man. If you're going to play anywhere, Denver's the way to go. And usually it takes somebody call. It usually takes somebody to play with him, too. Like, the reason that uh, Grant came out of retirement was to go play with Tom. Mm. I think it would have to be like, hey, Michael Thomas has to come over here and then oh. call. Like, hey, I'm here, bro. Let's, let's get it in one more year. I, I don't think know. there's three levels to that call. I think it starts with Sean. Like you mentioned, Peyton Manning follows up. Man, I love this. I mean, I live here. I still live here. That's how much I love Denver. And then Greg Pinner calls and says, you how much do I need to put in the bag? You ever owned a Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> we got four Walmarts. You want an <laughs> Does your wife need to own a Walmart? Uh, that's funny. Um, okay, here's one from Nick. Take the quarterback situation out. What changes do the Broncos make this offseason? Um... <sighs> That's the, I mean, it's the most important position in all of sports. It like is, that's, it is. that's the number one priority. I think they could strengthen the offensive line a little bit. They played we, well. Yep. I think we go get a Death. healthy, uh, pass catching tight end. I think we have okay. some really, really good versatile tight ends now, but I think we could use one that was more specifically a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll do that. I think we may have to fill in some holes with, um, guys leaving on the defensive line, like yep. Mike Purcell, um, and some other dudes, um, so I think we'll have to get some some big boys up front. Yeah, it'd be nice to improve the run defense yeah. next year for sure. Um, <coughs> blow it all up. Thanks. <laughs> Ten bucks from you. Thanks so much. Todd, a lot of former players say the Broncos did Russ dirty. Moss said that no free agent is gonna come here. That is a lie. Uh do you as a former player agree with Moss? No, I don't. Um I feel like uh money talks. So if the Broncos are giving away bags, I think guys are gonna listen. Um, and as much as this is happening to Russ, y- you also understand that Russ wasn't Sean's guy. So if Sean's talking to you specifically and you've known him for a long period of time or you worked for him before and he says, hey, I'll give you a bag, come play in Denver, I think you understand that that's, your situation is going to be a lot different than this one is. Yeah. Um, so I don't think this kind of stuff deters players, really. I think money is the biggest factor and then the potential to work with the good guys and win a Super Bowl. Has there been a single guy that has been a Sean guy that has been let go this year? This year? I don't think so. Because, no, Frank Clark was here before no. Sean, no. or was that after? So that was a Sean decision. So really, Frank Clark is the only one. Sean or George? George. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. know, Frank. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, last one here from William Gaines. Oh, Will Todd shoot. come downstairs and take a shot with me? <clears throat> yeah, come on, let's do it. It's twenty dollars. It's a twenty dollars super chat. You have to, right? I got you. I'll come downstairs. Yes. Let's do it. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you all so much for riding with us here. 
for this New Year's Eve in Studio B. We really appreciate it. Broncos get the win. They're eliminated from playoff contention, but there is a ton to talk about throughout the next, I mean, forever. Like this whole entire offseason, including next week, it's going to be a ton of fun. So be sure to join us on Tuesday, 11 a.m. The guys will be getting into this one again. Thanks so much, guys. Happy New Year's. say